Hello, and welcome to Fujoshi Trash Talk, a podcast for trash to talk about Fujoshi stuff. My name is Stacy. I have the usual people with me here today, Tara. Hello. And Jen. Hello. And uh, we are a part of the Annie Bros Creative Network, taking on the task of doing the Fujoshi stuff for them because none of the bros want to. Because <laughs> they don't want to delve into the trash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they watch their own trash stuff, though. Oh, they do. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to go back to the past and talk about Fake. It was a manga series published from 1994 to 2000, written by Sanami Mato, and it was a single episode OAV released in the year 1997. Uh, the overall story is about two New York City cops, D and Ryo, who become partners in multiple senses of the word. Wink. The manga spans multiple crime cases and also the gradual advance in their relationship, uh, while the anime covers just one particular case that occurred in the second volume of the manga, where the two were attempting to have a relaxing vacation together, but ended up working on a case that put one of them in grave danger. Woo! <laughs> How is that woo? It's not spooky. <laughs> uh, there was a ghost, girl? <laughs> what do you mean it wasn't spooky? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we'll start out with uh, talking about the anime, since it's the, the shorter piece of the two. I know we all watched it probably a long time ago. Well, did you watch it, Jen, back in the day? or I did watch it back in the day, and I actually forgot that it was a thing. So when we were told to go read fake... I read fake and I forgot to watch the anime. Oh, well. <laughs> so I can't actually remember anything that happens to, in it because it was like 10 to 15 years ago that I read and watched everything originally. Yeah, I think I'm in that same boat and Tara probably as well as that we probably watched this in the early 2000s. <laughs> so it had been a while, so we wanted to go back and uh, revisit this classic series. More like the anime is just like, a taste of the series, more like. Tasteful side boob. Yeah, <laughs> very tasteful. There was no side boob, but there were fabulous sweaters, which I'll talk about later. Tasteful sweaters. It doesn't have the same ring to it. So what did you like about the OVA? Was it a good reflection of the manga? Very good. It was yeah. seriously just a animated version of chapter two. Or the, the first portion of volume two, which, uh, you know, it's the OAVs. It's like you just get a little taste of the series. They don't necessarily explain who all the characters are because they're kind of assuming that you've read the manga and you know who they are. Because, <laughs> like, characters like D and Ryo, they give a little bit more to those two because they're the main two guys. Characters like Cal and Biki, the, the kids, it's like, well, if you're just watching the anime, you may not know who they are. They're just a couple of kids that seem to know these guys and then follow them to England because they want to hang out and stuff. <laughs> and the other one is if you aren't aware of the series and the love interest, then the third guy who shows up would make no real sense to you. This is not an anime you can just pick up and watch without having kind of an idea. Otherwise, some of it just doesn't make sense and you just have to go along. Yeah. I think they generally made these like short OAVs for people who were already fans mostly rather than trying to gain new fans because Gravitation had a similar thing before they put out the TV series. They had a like a two episode OAV and that was a similar thing where it just kind of jumped into the story without explaining who the characters were. It's like, okay, well this is happening and they're doing stuff. 
and you better catch up. So if you really want to get into this classic BL, you really need to start with the manga and yes. watch the OAVs for like extra bonus materials. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not really even bonus. It's, it's more a short adaptation of one part of the story. So so I guess it's more if you if you enjoy it and you want more, then there is more in the OVAs, but it's just to repeat the same story. Yes. I would say, yeah, it's kind of a, it's just a short, taste of it and if you want the full story you definitely need to read the manga on that one but it does look I would say it looks very nice I mean I I'm eternally running in the 90s so this 90s style animation was totally up my alley (laughs) Uh, the music also very much brought me back to the 90s which I enjoyed like the you know the openings and ending it's like ah this definitely definitely sounds like the time period that it was made and the voices too it was uh several guys in there that have been long time favorites of mine like Tomokazu Seki who was he played D in this uh, he played Shuichi in Gravitation which is kind of an interesting contrast like in one he's playing the Seme and the other one he's playing the Uke <laughs> so he has some range but I already know that he does all sorts of roles I don't know if he still does I know he did a lot in the 90s uh, if he's still acting today I like to hear him in more things acting in the 90s <laughs> actually there was a couple of characters in the anime they that are not actually in the manga more to fill out the story and kind of give it a backstory Mm -hmm. um but they're minor characters. Basically, they gave us red shirts to kill off. Was that the, what the girls? Yep. Yeah, the there girls. was a... In the anime, there was two two girls staying at the hotel that D and Ryo were at. And uh, they were basically there to have more murder victims, I suppose. <laughs> Just to kind of set up uh, what the motive of the killer was, which was anybody who is Japanese or partially Japanese. And one of them was voiced by another, uh, another actress who's done a lot of things. Kuko Inoue, who played people such as Belle Dandy back in uh, Oh My Goddess. I've definitely felt a blast from the past watching this because a lot of these actors, I don't hear them as much anymore. Of course, I don't also watch a lot of current shows. <laughs> so it's like maybe I'm just not watching things and they are still active, but... Well, this is also 20 years ago. Yes, indeed. Wow. Almost 30. Yeah, that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the manga started in 1994. So that puts it at 24 oh. years ago now. And the OVA was 1998. Yeah, so twi- the 20th anniversary. This was a timely review, right? It was very classic of the 90s styles. Very classic, very similar to Trigun, Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) Just with guys making out instead. (laughs) That art style of the 90s, very, very... It didn't really stand out. It's very the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess pretty common art style for that time period, but one that will appeal to people, I think, who like the 90s stuff. Will it appeal to the kids these days? Hmm. I don't know. That's another question. What do you think, Jen? You're the young one. I think it'll appeal to people who like the manga. Um, but it is it is also a product of its time, like even the manga is. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because it gives you a look at the style. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that quickly, you said that uh, Seki Tomokazu is one of your favorite voice actors. Yes. It turns out he voiced uh, Sakura's elder brother in Cardcaps Sakura, including the now airing new season of Cardcaptor Sakura. So oh, still, so he is still, still active. active. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> good to know. And playing more gay characters. <laughs> he played a lot of characters I actually know. Like, he was in Genshiken and Great Teacher on Izukai. Oh, I suppose that was still, that was old as well. I know. Yeah, it's like, see, he was in this, <laughs> these current things like 
Oh, wait, GTO? That was just like that, a couple years ago, right? <laughs> that was an awesome show. Still one of my favorites. Oh, uh, yeah. He played the main character in Psycho Pass, and Psycho Pass was a new show. Okay, so yes, <laughs> Tomokazu Seki, still holding it down. All right, so we will move on now to discussing the manga of Fake. Uh, what are your general impressions of it? Jen, what do you have to say? It's interesting going back and rereading it after so much time, because first of all, when I first read it, it was when I was first getting into Japanese culture and mm-hmm. anime and manga and a friend of mine had all of the volumes so I don't even remember she had all of them at that time but we'd rate, read them and then when they were the new one was released we'd go to the bookshop and buy it mm, okay. in English <laughs> Tokyo so Pop. it was interesting going back after all this time yeah <laughs> did you did you know they're come, making a comeback? I've heard for a couple years that they're coming I back they've officially announced it now but who knows mm, yeah it's been rumours for a while so I wasn't holding my breath <laughs> <laughs> but um so it was interesting going back and rereading it because first of all I've learned Japanese in that time and mm-hmm. it's actually a really good translation uh, mm-hmm. but there are also times where you're like oh I know what they said in Japanese because it's just like a standard sentence yeah you were reading the English version I of was it? Reading, reading the English version okay. the Tokyo Pop version and mm-hmm. um, it was a pretty good translation it was interesting they didn't translate any of the special effects I don't know if either of you noticed that yeah that's Tokyo Pop tends to do that <laughs> or not as the case may be yeah they <laughs> tend to not do that that's when I mentioned in the uh, our introduction episode my project of critiquing their handling of gravitation that is one of the things i mentioned it's like they take leave out all the sound effects and background stuff yeah they just can't be bothered. yeah it's like eh. i mean i'm not really sure i think most manga translators do translate them at least these days yeah now yeah i'm not i don't remember for sure back then if it was common or not but i know other ones they'll at least like you know even if they don't alter the art like some of them do like to you know make a new effect in English, some will at least put a note at the bottom like this says BAM or whatever. Another couple of interesting things I picked up on was uh, how, well, first, it seemed like it was pretty common at that time to base BL characters in America and abroad because it wasn't socially acceptable in Japan. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking of New York, New York as another example. And also how I never noticed before, but D is bi. Yes. Like they're always like either gay or straight, but uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember many characters where they're bisexual. And that was fantastic to realize. Yeah, it is one of the rare things where they actually, he actually comes out and says it. It's not just one of these things like, you know, where it's like, oh, well, we know this guy has dated girls as well, but now he's dating a guy. Like D comes out and says, no, I'm bisexual. It's like, so that's kind of a cool thing. And for people, younger ones, at that time period, especially in that manga genre, like that was very rare. Mm -hmm. It's much more common nowadays for people to come out and saying they're bi or whatever. But back then you didn't. You were gay, you were straight. And even if you were making out with a guy, you could still claim you were straight. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, Japan. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like I'm gay or anything. I just like making out with this guy. (laughs) Have you seen that comic that someone drew that was like, no homo, but I love you. And then they keep saying no homo, but then they get married and they go no homo. And then they end up die happily together when they're old and still saying no homo. (laughs) I don't think I I have, but it sounds like. It's funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No homo, bro. Yeah, what did you think of, like, going back to it after all these years? Well, I think I did read Tokyo Pop's translation back when I first read this, but uh, t- this time I went through it in Japanese, since I have all the volumes in Japanese. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of how I remember it, I think. What I kind of remembered in my head was that there's parts where it kind of follows a formula for the most part, like each chapter, you know, they'll, be a, they'll have a case, and they'll solve the case, and then at the end, they'll start making out, and then some 
something will interrupt them, like Cal and Vicky will wander in, or the phone will ring, or some of them will have a reason to stop. It's like, ugh. (laughs) It's so funny, because they can never get anywhere. I know. (laughs) Uh, So, I did enjoy it, though. I do, you know, I do recognize that it was a bit formulaic in that sense, that it kind of did the same thing. But they still had kind of interesting, like having the police angle to it was an interesting thing too. Like it's not just a romance, it's also crimes going on and they're solving stuff. Although that's interesting Mm -hmm. going back to the anime. Like they're in England, they're New York cops, but they're going to solve the murder. And England police apparently have no issue with this. That's true, yeah. The only people working on the case was the the other cop or detective who was there. And then while Dee was trying not to get involved in the case, but once he thought Ryo was in danger, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm getting involved. <laughs> Gotta go uh, rescue my man. <laughs> and they even mentioned in their, like, four hotel guests get murdered. Yeah. But because the hotel manager <laughs> is very agreeable, he obviously is not the killer. Yeah. Jen, is that accurate to England? Like, if you're just a, <laughs> you know, uh, old hotel owner and people keep going missing around you, will the cops really not uh, come investigate you? Have you ever seen Midsummer Murders or heard of it? Oh, that is common? Yeah, that's pretty common. So you're saying we can go commit murders in England then? Okay. I never said that. Not on record. <laughs> I feel like that's mostly just like a product of its time like that was 90s media was very much formulaic monster of the week mm-hmm. cheesy uh but i really like that about fake how it was just so 90s mm-hmm. yeah very murder she wrote yeah as, I, yeah as a product of the 90s i also appreciate the 90s-ness <laughs> going on <laughs> Though, throughout the manga, I did get uh, frustrated at the lack of progress, and that it was usually the same <laughs> the, usually the same gag interrupting it every time. <laughs> it's like, oh, the kids wandered in, oh, but, but, I mean, there was a couple times it was other reasons, but usually it was someone walks in on them and they stop making out. I definitely think that's changed in, like, we see more manga now, more stories in shoujo and in BL and in other genres where they actually start the relationship at the beginning, and then it's about the relationship. Like say which we looked at last year. Uh, classmates which you looked at last episode Mm -hmm. that it is about the relationship more than will they won't they oh no they keep getting interrupted and they're not gonna progress (laughs) what happens next by the next volume well though another funny thing about it is that at the end of most of the volumes they would have those flash forwards with uh, Cal and Bicky getting together and in those D and Ryo are a couple so it's like okay you know they're going to get together because in the flash forwards they are a couple but it's like when is it going to happen though? <laughs> yeah. And it turns out you have to wait till the last volume of Fake for them to get past the making out stage into the oh yeah stage. <laughs> the oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's what we're calling it now. <laughs> you sound like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Hey, the ni- it's the 90s now. <laughs> and for those people who don't know the Kool-Aid Man, look yeah. at YouTube. Oh no, they got interrupted again. <laughs> yeah, the Kool-Aid Man burst in through the wall. <laughs> oh yeah. Because they are in America. <laughs> as soon as two guys are about to do it, the Kool-Aid Man will jump through automatically because it's America. Yes, <laughs> it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. You haven't noticed that yet, being here the last couple no. of years? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe someday. <laughs> I'm obviously doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
about the setting of having it in America, did you, as a as a recently made American yourself... I'm not American, I'm still British, I'm just a resident. So what does everyone think about the portrayal of America in this Japanese BL world? Did it seem accurate to what the country is actually like, or was it very much a Japanese version of America? It was a Japanese version <laughs> of a 90s America. <laughs> Because in that version, two kids can hop on a plane and fly to England for a hundred bucks. Well, he got the hundred dollars, but he had other money, his lunch money as well, to uh, get the plane ticket. It's very pre-9-11. Uh. Very much oh, more yeah. of a travel is easier. And cheaper. And mm. it's really obvious. Yeah. But there's also a lot of violence portrayed. There's a lot of gun shooting. There's a lot of gunfights in the middle of the street. There's a mm. lot of explosions. That seemed really accurate to me in terms of America in the 90s. At least that's what all the media told me. Yeah. (laughs) Comparing to like other things that are set in America or the West, I think it did a slightly better job than some other things where it's a little less clear that, oh, this is obviously made by a Japanese person. Overall, it was uh, a pretty decent portrayal of that, I guess, that side of America, the the crime-riddled slums and all that. But they still had the noses. Well, I was actually about to say that not only only the look of the characters but the fact that I know you read the Japanese version Stacy, but Tara mm-hmm. read the English translation mm-hmm. and they say oh what's your name oh it's Randy and they're like you look slightly Japanese what's your Japanese name and no one would actually say that and so he gets called Nor throughout, throughout the whole story even though that's really unrealistic I know yeah I did it is the uh, I mean it's one of those things where the style of manga and anime like you know people don't really look Japanese ever unless they intentionally <laughs> make it that way but it's like they sure did find this blonde guy looking very Japanese a lot. Yeah. And the funny thing is, his partner, who was supposedly all American, actually looks more more Japanese. of an Asian fluence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so too. <laughs> but I guess for the look they were going for, they wanted you know Ryo to be the more pale and skinny and delicate looking one. So the innocent one being corrupted by this terrible American. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, it, it goes back to the anime. So if you looked at it, they said, "Oh, you have dark eyes." <laughs> You, you must be of Japanese descent. <laughs> yeah, like, you have brown eyes. Yeah, it's like, okay, I have dark eyes and hair, but I'm like 100% white. So <laughs> I don't think that's something that would normally, I guess for that part of portraying America, that's definitely not accurate. <laughs> you don't just walk up to someone with dark eyes and say, oh, are you Japanese? <laughs> you look Japanese. The wardrobe is oh, very yeah. 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah, the wardrobe. I did enjoy all of uh, Ryo's fabulous sweaters, I must say. <laughs> he always ah. had these very luxurious looking outfits that it's like, mm, you just want to snuggle up to him. <laughs> Although, really, for American fashion, it's mostly an 80s fashion. Mm, Even though it's quote-unquote set in the 90s, you've got, like, the 80s shoulders, because you Mm. had the padded shoulders. That was really an 80s look Mm -hmm. when you had the shoulder pads. Yeah. I would say... You went around, but trust me. Trust us, Jen. I feel like um, Japan was kind of a decade behind the rest of the world, so it was very 90s for Japan. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I feel like that may have been a strong influence influence in her choice of yeah fashion for the characters yes the fashions definitely felt slightly older but that is kind of expected from japanese <laughs> since the wardrobe tends to fall behind the times <laughs> also in the anime adaptation they made some interesting color choices like there's a lot of like 
soft pink shirts and lavender pajamas and stuff. Which was totally 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it kind of contri- yeah, contributed to that feeling of, this is even older than it looks. Because <laughs> yeah, when I was, before I went back and looked at the date, I did, I felt in my mind like fake, like the manga might have started in the 80s, but it actually did start in the mid-90s. So I was slightly surprised going back and relearning that fact, <laughs> just because the look was a little bit older. But then again, do they actually specify what year it's supposed to be set in, mm. in terms of story? No, nah, I don't think, yeah. So I guess it could be. But they seem to have, I think they had like kind of 90 style cell phones though yeah, in some of the scenes, so, so they probably intended it to be the quote-unquote modern day of the freewheeling 90s. Okay, so on the Smutometer, this is really probably a two. Mmm, you didn't get to the end of the manga, Tara. <laughs> it definitely gets farther yeah, once. Uh, yeah, I'd bump, I'd bump it up to a, I guess it would be like a two at the start and then bump it up to a four. What mm. is this out of? Is, it, is the Smutometer out of five or out of ten? Out of ten. Okay, just checking. Yeah, I'd say five then, towards the end. Yeah. At the very end, in the last volume, there are two scenes where they finally do it. Ooh, yeah. I'd say the very... It is now for ooh, yeah. Yeah, they finally, ooh, yeah. I'd say <laughs> the first of those two scenes is fairly chaste. The last one you get, you get full nudity, but no view of genitals. So I guess... That's because it's BL from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. So even BL now sometimes just forgets to draw that section. Yeah. I think they did have one part where it's like, oh, his hand is on something but we're not fully drawing what body part his hand is on. So what is that? I guess six eggplants <laughs> out of ten? <laughs> no, that's still a five. Oh. Well, see, we'll have Nine, to work six. out the details of our scale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the more we talk about this stuff, the more we can flesh it out. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <Ching>. Flesh. <laughs> we talked a bit about, like, mostly about the main characters, but, like, did you feel that any of the side characters kind of stood out as being interesting? I love JJ. Oh. <laughs> he's such a great side character. Yeah, he's, he's a funny one. <laughs> I have to say, I think JJ's my favorite side character. Mm. But if we're going into the realm, even in the 90s, if you helped a drug lord's child you don't just assume you're going to keep them and then just have them move in (laughs) but it's a puppy i found it on the streets yeah they just kind of acquired some orphans and such (laughs) orphans and kids in bad situations so they could have people to interrupt the oh yeah yeah that was a little bit unrealistic yeah Mm. but i agree with jen jj is my absolute favorite Mm -hmm. character jj and d are so much alike (laughs) that was probably one of my best scenes in both the manga and the anime (laughs) were there oh the vacation one. Yeah. For it's the like, vacation. please give me vacation time. Come on, come on, come on. But it's like, first show a scene of D doing this to the section chief and they, like making the threats. Like, I'm going to quit if you don't let me go on this vacation. He's like, fine, then quit. I don't care. And then, of course, once JJ found out that D and No went to England together, he does the exact same thing. It's like, please, please let me go on this vacation. I'll quit if you don't let me go. I was like, yeah, fine, quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, JJ was a fun character. They kind of first had him as a romantic rival, but he didn't really uh, pan out <laughs> to really be a true rival. <laughs> a couple other characters they introduced, like Berkeley Rose. He had his eyes set on Ryo at the beginning, but I think you kind of, with all the romantic rivalries that came up in this series, you kind of knew that it's just obstacles for D and Ryo. They're still going to be the ones who actually get together here. But that's still mm. a classic 
yeah. writing trope from yeah. that time period. Mm-hmm. In a lot of shojos in that time period, you had these random romantic rivals. Like, I love you, but this hot guy is coming, and so obviously I'm going to go look at the hot guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but the annoying thing about shojo at that time was that the girls didn't actually end up with the guys that you thought they were or you you were rooting for like sometimes uh. they ended up with the complete asshole character and you're like why <laughs> god damn it nana this is why i hate you <laughs> not to name names <laughs> yeah not to name names who likes assholes anyway right <laughs> well we are for joshi and we do like bl so i guess we like people who like assholes yeah okay so backstory for that is that um <laughs> Backstory in most characters, in most series, not only BL but a lot of series, we all tend to have a type. Mm-hmm. I tend to like the quiet, nerdy ones. Stacy tends to like the assholes, mm-hmm. and Jen just likes. <laughs> what does Jen like? I like the cute ones. <laughs> she just wants cute boys. I want cute boys. Oh, Makoto and Free is so fucking adorable. Ah, ah. <laughs> and I really like the broody, manipulative ones. Ooh. Vice president mm. of Oran High School. Uh, yes. I thought you liked Mori and Oran. Are you like both of them? Well, they're both silent types. Yeah, but Kyoya's more, like, manipulative uh-huh. than, <laughs> than Mori. I like them both. <laughs> I'll take a sandwich. <laughs> oh, my. You can have Tamaki. Okay. She can have honey. Uh, Jen doesn't want that little Shota boy. I should probably throw out, I like the cute ones, but not Shota. No, no, no. Shota is, Shota is Dame. No, no, no. <laughs> dame, Dame, Dame. Dame. Soko wa Dame. have the twins. Yes. That is acceptable. But anyway, we've gotten off track. Distraction. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about the side characters. Uh, I think, uh, well, in the, I mean, the manga, they had the whole the side story with Cal and Vicky in the future, you know, their relationship. It's like, my opinion is like, I'm here to read a BL. I'm not as interested in this uh, heterosexual relationship. <laughs> It was kind of cute, but they were, I don't know, I guess there to show that Ro is a good character and he's a nice guy. Yeah. And they were kind of funny at times, but mostly they're just to kind of get in the way or to cause things to happen. Yeah. Or to be res- to be kidnapped and need rescuing. Yeah. It's like, but they're, uh, they're all right, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, they're not why we're reading this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so would we recommend this to people? Or what kind of people would we recommend this to? Yes. Yeah, so what type... So what type of people would enjoy fake? Do you like the style of Trigon and Bebop? 90s. 90s style. 90s style. You would enjoy this. If you like the episodic, like, Murder, She Wrote or 80s comedy shows where there's a problem and it's solved in 30 minutes, you might enjoy this series. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not into Formulaic and you're really into more of a relationship building, this is really not the series for you. But I, I would say that if you're a Fujoshi, and you've never read fake it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like one of the classics yes and it's worth trying just to say that you've at least tried it yeah i think for fujoshi yeah i would recommend it basically you know to to know your classics to i mean it is a fun series it may not always be satisfying on their relationship progress but as you go through the series they do have moments here and there that are not always interrupted by kids wandering in but yeah i do find it overall an enjoyable series and you know them being cops and solving cases and adds another layer to than just being a romance about two guys, which is kind of secondary, I suppose. <laughs> but you, you must have 
some level of, of tolerance of men making out if you want to watch or read it. <laughs> well, again, I think if people are w- listening to this, they have some kind of tolerance of men making out. Yeah, or they just want to hear what uh, what these weird Fujoshi creatures talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, if, uh, say, like, if, say, someone's a fan of Detective Conan, which in one sense is a similar series, but in other senses is not similar at all, do you think they would enjoy this? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It all depends on their tolerance <laughs> of the making of Well, Conan out. is really more of a mystery series. This isn't really a mystery mm, series. Yeah. Like, you already know who done it because they've shot at you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's America and everyone has guns. Yeah. <laughs> and the first thing you do when somebody approaches you is pull out a gun and shoot someone. Yeah. I guess it's very yeah. Miami Vice. Yeah. Yeah, I guess more than mystery, I guess just more that there's a case and it's solved or whatever. Like CSI or something like that. Yeah. Would you recommend this to a fan of CSI? Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's very campy. So, on a scale mm-hmm. of 1 to 5 on if you would recommend it, I would probably do a 2 for anyone who's really into Fujoshi. Only a two? Mm-hmm. Two, two and a half. And a one for anyone who's not. Hmm. Stacy, what would be your scale? Uh, I mean, I'd say for Fujoshi, I'd definitely put it up higher. Um, I mean, since Fujoshi should know their history, I say four. You should read the manga and know your history. <laughs> know what came before. For the the anime, I mean, it's a shorter thing, so that one might be easier for people to digest. I guess try that first. If you enjoy the style and the characters and all that and you want to know more, then you know, go on and uh, read the manga after that. Jen, what do you say? Yeah, I I definitely i agree i'd give it a four for uh, for joshi fans and probably again a two for non for joshi fans but for those mm. who like you know mystery and who like campy 80s 90s cop drama yeah i didn't say my choice for non-fujoshi but i would say two as well for that yeah tara's just harsh jeez yeah tara's <laughs> the harshest judge of all <laughs> and then once you finish fake uh there's fake second which came out 10 years after oh right Yes, I actually haven't read the sequel to this. Well, we'll have to do that and do that another time. Yes. (laughs) Not that I planned that at all. (laughs) Not like I want to read it or anything. (laughs) Was that one ever brought over translated or was it only released in Japanese? Tokyo Pop was dead by that point. Oh, okay. So I think it may have only been released in Japanese or sneakily put online. Wink, wink. We'll have to find out and see if there is a legal version of it. Yes. (laughs) So from here, I guess we will plan to, at some point, read the rest of the manga and see how it compares. And if it's all in Japanese, you'll read it to me. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll do a uh, live translation for Terra. (laughs) Possibly with acting out scenes. We'll see. Ooh, maybe we could get Josh and Wesley. Oh, yes! (laughs) 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 They'll never hear this. (laughs) 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 So we can can plan it and we can put it in, uh, it's not writing, but in audio form that this is going to happen. How do we <laughs> seem to end up shipping our friends every single episode, or in this case our husbands? Uh, I don't know. It just happens. <laughs> it's an accident, I swear. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mean to. I, it's just in our trashy nature. <laughs> 
All right. So that will wrap up our discussion for today. We hope you will uh, join us next time in a future Fujoshi Trash podcast. You can find them on AnnieBrosCreative.com. Along with our show, we also have Real Japan, Otafu Susume, and the regular Annie Bros as well. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter if you are so inclined. Thank you for listening. See you next time.